Shut up and sit down. Hey, what's going on everywhere? Welcome to this week's episode, episode 77 of the STS Guys. I am Jeremy. And I'm Scott. And we are the STS Guys, a weekly podcast where we sit around, shoot the shit, and talk about anything geeky, nerdy, and cool. What's going on, Scott? Yeah, we're a few people uh, shy this week. We, we, are, but... we are a little bit light, but you know what? We can, we, we, we can do it. We've, we've done it before. We've done it before. And that's actually probably one of my favorite episodes too. So yeah, so take that. I do like how on this episode, though, my alert on my phone that our show is starting, I believe, is the first sound you probably will hear. That's amazing. <laughs> so I'm just like uh, sitting here, also I hear boop, 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 and then the logo starts. I'm like shit, that no, got on the air. The, the funny thing though is, I said on on a side note, I said. We finally got our intro back. Like I said, it's nice and smooth. It works. Look at that. Like yep. I said, it's yeah. No more uh, me having to uh, pretend to be the fire. You know what? Like I said, I, I, I still, I, Scott, you didn't start the fire. But no, Billy Joel had it wrong. You did start the fire. I did start that fire. You did start that fire. I love. Wow, so I love your fires. So this week is going to be a little bit of a random episode. Um. So first off, like I said, let's go ahead and get it into our first segment. Of basically, Scott, it's been a week. It's been a week. So what what is what has been going on in your week, Scott? I went axe throwing. That was actually pretty cool. I saw that. Uh, I saw your highlights on uh, on Instagram. Yeah, um, you're you're never, one of those throwers now. So, like, so that's that's been kind of sweeping the nation as far as the axe throwing goes. Yeah, dude. So it it, it is kind of cool. I will admit, like, I I really sum it up with this. It's not something I think I would actively seek out to do, you know, if it came up. But if I was bored one night and like you guys were like. Yo, dude, do you want to go throw some axes? I'll be, you know what? Fuck it. Yeah, let's go throw some axes. Like, it's actually a really cool process. So, like, they have a coach at this one that comes in with you when you first get started and basically is like, watches you throw and tells you what you did wrong so that you can actually get them to like stick consistently. So, it's kind of like if you would go to like a shooting range and the, the guy actually gave a shit and taught you how to do stuff while you were shooting at the range. Like it's kind of a a cool setup. No, that's that's awesome though. I I there's there's a couple places around uh, around Austin here that uh that does that does that. And so like I said, I've actually seen that pop up on a couple of people's different uh, Instagrams that I've been following. So I, I was curious to see kind of what your thoughts were because I saw that yeah. you guys did that this week. It, it was fun, but like I I really want to know where the idea came from. Right, like Scott, you already know where that idea came from. I know, <laughs> but no, here's here's what it is. Like hipsters got into it. I I know it's no. what it is. Is people were doing some drunk idiots were doing it out in the woods somewhere, and some hipsters were like, "Oh, that's a manly activity. I'm gonna make a bunch of axe throwing lanes to go into." Like, at what point was somebody like, "Man, bowling sucks, and I don't want to go play golf. It's hot out." Let's make up a new game and bolt some wood to a wall and throw some fucking axes at it. Like, you know what I said? Just it was like we gotta make we gotta make targets for scoring. <laughs> like that was some, like somebody came up with rules. No, all all I said all good games are b- born out of you know of drunken fun. So drunk idiots in a forest somewhere being like, we're gonna go do this. Hey, let's go. So that's hey. that, that's awesome. Um, no, but yeah, it's, that's what, that's what I had. So that's what happens though. Like I said, there's, there, there's a, there's, I actually want to go do it. Like I said, like I said, I've seen people do it. I've seen, I said, I, I saw you guys went, went and did that. Like I said, I actually want to go out and, and, and do some axe throwing. Um, just because, you know, just because like I said, you know what, just to say that I've done it. Honestly though, like I think it'd be probably just as inexpensive to go find like a few boards at Home Depot and pick up a little hatchet there and throw it. Cause they're not like, that's the thing that got me is I picked it up and I was like, this is not any sort of like special throw axe. 
it was a goddamn polycarbonate handled axe that you would get at the hardware store that they were doing for like the throwing. So like, just go to Home Depot for the same cost. You can pick up all the same stuff and just start doing that shit in your backyard. So uh, here's what I'm surprised at, though. So like I said, I'm surprised that it's the axes that took off first. Where's the freaking Chinese throwing stars? Like, imagine, imagine, like I said, if that was so. You're like, hey, like, hey, you got your axes over here, you got your knives over here, and over here you got your Japanese throwing stars. Yeah, right. At, at some point, these guys that that's the, how the innovation happens. You know, like they're gonna stagnate with the the axes and they're going to have to bring in some spicy flavor for a few dollars more you get them ninja stars like how awesome would it be to throw ninja so first off there's a lot of like especially in college towns like like where where we both live uh there's a lot of weebs that would go ape shit for some fucking ninja star throwing. If they let you put on the little Naruto headband and fucking wheel those things, like money is to be had in that. That's what I'm saying. I, I Scott, I think I think we just found a business. I I, right. I I honestly think we should franchise it out. No axe throwing, not think of the past. Throwing throwing knives and shrieking. Like, yeah. like you know, no. Well, I'm gonna add this. We're just gonna we, you, you do it this way. Here it is, million dollar idea. We claimed it first. If you steal it, I don't give a shit because it won't work out. Um, it's just a th- place where you go to throw stuff. Like you want to make a okay. Molotov cocktail and throw no, it. No, no, no. So take so it in here and throw it. That re- that reminds me. There's actually a place in Tempe. So I said, I uh, I said when I was I said when I, when I still lived in Arizona, I said I actually came across this place by complete accident. There's actually a place in downtown where. It's basically where you get to chuck glass bottles at a wall. <laughs> have you been to this place? Have you, have you seen this place? I've seen the place, yeah. But yeah. like, that's the great aspect of it. Like, you just have a place where somebody, you want to light a tennis ball on fire and throw it? Go ahead. Let's Molotov it. Axes, knives, shuriken, you know, like a puppy. <laughs> like, just like a place that you throw shit. Uh, 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 like I said, what's it called? Just I call it just throw shit. Yeah, just, yeah, exactly. Throw shit, or you know, just like, like toss it. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> no, that no. So no, you just gave me an idea. This is starting off on a weird tangent of an, of an oh, episode. Oh yes, it is. This um, is this is wonderful. But this is this is this, this is, is wonderful. exactly what so, we planned. So we have. So this is, this is what we can have. You can you can have your different sizes. You can have your toss it. Fucking toss it, <laughs> toss that shit out of here. So yeah. you, you you got your cold stone sizes. Yeah. <laughs> Good God, what happens when? See, this is the problem. We have no one to mediate us. We just go off on the weirdest shit. All right. Well, enough about that. Let me let me talk about what I did this week. Uh, I said I had a boring week. Um, the only thing I did was I got probably the largest TV that I've ever purchased in my entire life. Um, and so I put that in my media room now, and then I finally got a hold of of, of two pops uh, that I've been looking for 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 quite a while. So I have the Jolly Bee and the Metallic Jolly Bee. So so I was able to oh, to work out a trade uh, earlier today, and then actually actually ended up adding those two to my collection. So so here's the thing: I, we got to talk about Jeremy's obsession with Jolly Bee stuff because. I, I'm not even as, there, I'm not even as obsessed as someone else on this podcast. On, right, but I'm going to say like you guys kind of egged each other on with this. For anyone who doesn't know, Jollibee is like a uh Filipino chicken like chain and they have a couple of places here in the US. As soon as they opened, I had never heard of the existence of this. They open up one in like Vegas or so. And then every goddamn time, and there's in California too, all Jeremy and Larry would talk about is these goddamn Jollibee restaurants. Like they were, uh, uh, you know, these pots of gold that they would find. I am not surprised that you went out of your way to find two of the pops. No, it's like I said, it, it, I worked on a trade. Like I said the trade was like I said, it, it was an amazing trade. Met someone here in the the local Austin Funko community. So I said it worked out all around. So it was, uh, I said it was a, a good finish to the week. Now, okay, so 
we're 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 we're, we're trying something new with with, with the podcast. I so said we I said we're we're gonna try to eventually kind of section off the podcast so that way you, you know exactly what's coming up. So so we, we normally we always talk about like I said, hey, it's always been a week. Um, so that was our, that's as you saw me and Scott just going off on weird tangents of business ideas and and, and random shit. Um, but like I said, another, I said, another subject, another, another topic, uh, that we want to bring up is, you know, a section that we call what shooting the shit. Shooting the shit. <laughs> Dude, it's gotta be slower. <laughs> what? Like, I, I should say it, it's, it cannot be any slower. Like, it's too long. I'm gonna lose it every time. <laughs> so just the fact that that thing goes on for like five seconds, <laughs> it's too long. So what Scott is laughing at is is the intro, the intro section music interstall, uh, the interstitial of of us shooting the shit. And so that lovely interstitial was that I, I created that the other day. So that is actually my voice slowed down. So we were about to shoot the shit. Um, what's this week's topic of shooting the shit? Let's talk about summer movies. Um, summer flicks. There's, summer there's flicks. There's lots of them. Well, honestly, we're getting probably the biggest kickoff to the summer here in roughly four weeks. And yeah, so, just and one month away. One month away from what? What movie is that? Dumbo. No, that no. actually came out here. No, it's uh, <laughs> Avengers Endgame. I just had to. I just had to blow this wind out of your sails oh, for a well, second. Okay, that 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 brings me on, on on another side tangent though. So we'll, we'll let's talk about Avengers first, and then let's let's revisit that. Um, no, I I am honestly completely stoked for Avengers. And then honestly, did you see what came out earlier this week? The the runtime. Oh yeah, three hours. That it clocks in over three hours. Yeah. So I. I really hope they bring back like an intermission like i i hope they build one into the to the movie to have a like a you know let's all go to the movies thing again in that i would love that in this movie that's not gonna happen no it wouldn't but i think it'd be great for the people to let's all go to know. the movies let's right. all go to, like, so, and the dancing yeah. little snacks and the cups yeah. and the right. popcorn exactly. and, and, so at that movie, like it would just be so great if they, I, I, and I'm not saying that they put that in, right? But like if they built in an intermission point in the movie to be like, yeah, you know, not cutting anything off, like a clear, like, all right, this is where theaters give the intermission. I think that would be awesome. Yeah, like it's it's okay. You're not gonna miss anything. Go take your pee. Yeah, go go pee because you're not gonna want to miss what's next. And the I- last movie. I watched with an actual intermission was Titanic. Titanic had an intermission. Yeah. Cause it was, I mean, back then that was long. Like it's not that long anymore, but when it came out, dude, in the, the 90, like that must've been like, like specific to like certain theaters, like, like, like certain theaters must've done that. And certain theaters must not have done that. Oh, I, I was, I think I saw it twice in the theaters, two different ones. I know I saw it twice in the theaters. (laughs) Yes. I'm not gonna paint me like one of your French girls. Hits, yeah, <laughs> no, um, yeah, like of course you're a kid and you see that that whole segment, and then I, the best part is actually when the yeah, they, they, yeah, the talk, talk, talk about the, talk about the best part. <laughs> yeah, like like that part, you're like, I gotta go back and see that. There's no DVR. I gotta go back in the theater. Basically, so, yeah. it, basically, it was. It was basically an, an excuse to tell your parents, like, said, hey, this isn't like what? Because that came out in what, 97, right? I think so, yeah, 97, 98. 97, there. yeah. So, so that was an excuse, like, no, mom, it's history. It's, it's history. The Titanic. It's the Titanic. I'm learning about history, you know, and not watching boobs. Um, and yeah, you're right, 1997. Bam. Like, I, I said, I know my Titanic too, Scott. Yeah, like uh, I'll make no excuses why I went the second time. No, so <laughs> like, wow, we just got on of uh, tangent on Titanic based upon yeah movie runtime. Awesome. Yes, um, but no Avengers Endgame. So I I think what's what's weird, and I, I think this is this is a, a little strange to me is for Infinity War. Like I said they they 
pre-release the tickets, the ticket sales for that, like two months in advance of that movie. There's still not pre-advanced sale tickets yet for 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 Endgame, which is they are. that one that really really shocks me. You know what I think it is is everyone they know everyone's going to go to these movies, and I think if they pre-sell those tickets, they're going to sell out so quick that people are going like the theater is trying to avoid that like backlash of people like calling to be like you don't have my tickets this is the biggest movie ever so i think i they're gonna wait till the very last minute know exactly how many showings to you know i'm guessing like every 30 minutes or so do that that i i and spit it out it's gonna gonna be even sooner than that i bet i said i bet i bet you're we're getting down to every 10 15 minutes like oh yeah just shooting out but i think that's what it is they're waiting because they're like we need to know how many like tickets and everything and we can't sell it now because then it, as we add theaters people might start freaking out like i think they're gonna just at a certain point drop one every moment that they can and those tickets are going to become available and you're not going to have that weird mad rush no what's gonna or be... it's gonna it, you at least or so you would have a very yeah. mad rush what's gonna be even more interesting though is the fact that like that, the movie also opens up, like so. Unlike, like I said, this from like like uh like Infinity War did. It opens actually up the same week in China as it does the U.S. So like I said oh. it's it's on track. To, I think I was reading it's on track to have an eight hundred and sixty million dollar opening weekend. Sweet that uh, sweet so Christmas. That uh, that is a huge number. Like yeah, and I well, honestly think I honestly think. That they're being, I said, they're underestimating that. I yeah. honestly think, I said, it, people, it's like, kind of to your point, though, is people have been waiting for this movie for, like I said, it's like, it's the culmination of 11 years of film. Like, people, like I said, you, you it, this movie's just going to print money. Like I said, it, like, oh, all yeah, no, the money. That's what I was going to say, is Disney basically just figured out how to print money. Oh, just, just. Yeah, no, it's like print money, no. like constantly with the uh, release of these things. So, what's going to be interesting too is, like I said, it's just the the surrounds of this movie. So, like I said, we've we've, we've talked about Endgame before, so I don't want to I don't look into you know all of our conversation on Endgame. But Scott, you brought up a, a, a you you mentioned it as a joke, but like I said, you an interesting point as well is he talked about Dumbo. Uh, so Dumbo yeah. actually Dumbo actually came out this week. It's it's one of three live adaptations that are set to release this summer yeah three don't live adaptations adaptation. don't they're not adaptations they are like shot for shot remakes yeah okay without three live racism. three live remakes <laughs> sans racism <laughs> yeah Say, well not all of it i mean it's disney it's there's a little bit in there no matter what uh but yeah, it's like so let's not have them crows <laughs> in this version of Dumbo. Let's you know, knock out the uh, the drunken like five minute long drunken elephant scene. Oh, well, like but, the, the, where you know Dumbo's like on drugs. Yeah, but so here's the thing though. I, I want to know is I, I out of all of the remakes that we have, this is the only one where I'm the most curious about that. I think I'd go see. Because I want to know how they made a full feature-length movie out of something that would have been a t- made-for-TV movie length for us today. Like Dumbo was l- like sixty-two minutes. Yeah, long. yeah, yeah, sixty-two minutes. It was like sixty, yeah, sixty or sixty-four. Yeah, it was. It was. It clocked in, like I said, right, right, just over an hour. Right, and, and I mean, a large portion of it is taken up. Like, like I said, out of sixty minutes, five of those minutes, roughly, are the drunken elephant thing scene. And then there's a whole bunch of the whole uh, Casey Jones train thing, like uh, the chugging down the track thing that takes up another almost 10 minutes of that movie. So like, I, I honestly how think... How the fuck do you make this story that longer? Well, uh, and, and this and this is exactly how they did it. It's, like I said, I said I, without even seeing the movie, I can I can already tell you exactly how they did it. It's it's because, Thanos. well, they focus more on the people. Um, so in the in the original cartoon, if you, if you remember, like I said... They didn't focus on the people really at all. 
Um, I said in in this movie, just just by the, the star power alone, you have Danny DeVito, you have Michael Keaton, you have like I said all these other stars that that, that are in this movie. So obviously, they're said so if you're paying them, they're actually going to have you know their their right due screen time. Yeah. Um, so I, I honestly think a lot of that you know stuff that they cut out or that they had to cut out, like I said, is now filled with you know more focused on the story of the actual people rather than actually Dumbo. But no, so, I, I, it's it's something. I said, here's the thing. I, I'm not the the biggest Disney. I'm not gonna knock Disney, and I'm not I'm not gonna say like, oh, I'm not gonna see Disney movies. Blah blah blah. I'm just not the biggest Disney fan in in the entire world. So, but here, but here's the thing. It's not saying I won't won't actually watch these movies. Um, so like for example, if they pop on Netflix or if they pop on, you know, the Disney streaming service, he's I'll actually watch them. Then I just I won't go out of my way uh, in the in the theater no. to go actually watch these movies. I. I I saw them once when they were in cartoon form. I don't need to see them again. Yeah. So like, that's fine. But but uh, can I say one yeah. thing about this? Because I think Lion King is going to make all the money. Uh, but I kind of want Lion Aladdin. I, th- I think Aladdin. I think Aladdin. No, see, I, I, Aladdin's going to get the money because of it. But I really want it to be bad. Only in the fact that I kind of want one of these to, to crash and burn. So that Disney rethinks continuing to do it. Like I re- and I think Aladdin's gonna be the one that's that's gonna be the burn because if you've seen those pictures of genie, it's a little questionable. Yeah, I I, th- I think the genie the aspect I said I I know I know the trailer number two kind of redeemed the genie a, a a little bit. I think the thing that's basically gonna put Aladdin above the other movies though, it's even the animated feature has like the better soundtrack out of out of those three movies and i said people the, love going to the movies for like i said that that stupid soundtrack no but yeah but see you're talking about the old school soundtrack yeah but like i said they re they re except to your point though so they remake them shot for shot so that means all, they do all those all songs, those songs are, are 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 also in the movie yeah so but you got to realize that they change those songs only a couple of them are there in their original form they add new stuff to the song to the to the music to update it so you can't say that like the updated lion king songs might not be better if they did a new version of can you feel the love tonight come on like that's hey it's you, way better you, than you, that you, like you're not gonna top elton john's can you feel the love tonight come on come on i rest my case yeah <laughs> i rest my case on elton john's firm shoulders <laughs> firm Soft shoulders, <laughs> soft yet comfortably firm. Um. <laughs> let, okay, let, let's 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 take a bet right now. Um, so because Larry Larry's always into taking bets, and I I told you so's and stuff like that. So since no one none of the other SDS guys are here, let, let, let's take a bet right now. I'm putting okay. my money. I think I think Aladdin will basically be the top box office winner out of uh, between Dumbo, Lion King, and and Aladdin. I think I think the front runner. I think the front runner is going to be Aladdin. Second close up running, I think, is going to be Lion King, and then Dumbo will be third. Yeah, I don't think Dumbo is going to make as much money as the other guys, just because it's not really nostalgia anymore, right? They're they're making a lot of money off of these nostalgias. Dumbo is nostalgic with like our own parents' generation. They're not even our grandparents. They're bringing their kids. Yeah, like you're not you're not going back and and watching as much as a person that's our age that have these cartoons that they're redoing to you know bring their kids. It's just just kind of natural that you know it's that that generation that's the the majority of the population. Right, right now it's people that grew up with the animated like. New Age animated, right? Aladdin, Beauty and the Beast, all those things after the the resurgence. They're going to be the ones bringing their kids. They're going to make the most money. Dumbo yeah. doesn't stand a chance. No, I, I think, I think I said that. I said by far. I said I think we're in agreement on on number three being Dumbo. And I, I think I said I think we're I think we're we're, we're we have our flip flop first place. And I think you're saying Lion yeah, King. I'll take the I'll take the bet that Lion King okay. makes more I'm, money. I'm I'm going I'm I'm going Aladdin. Um, just because I said that that soundtrack is that people I said people love that freaking Aladdin soundtrack. I said that that one's a, a popular soundtrack, and they love. They love that story, so I said I'm I'm gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Aladdin being the number one. Plus, I said I'm also strategically timing that one too, just because. Uh, also, one thing that Lion King has kind of 
gunning for it as well is because it comes like Lion King, I believe, comes out in July. Uh, mm-hmm. Earlier in July, it's going to cut a big chunk out of that. July 5th, uh, Spider Man Far From Home. So I, I, yeah. I, I have some box office strategery in, 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 my, in my Aladdin pick too. So I, yeah, I guess they're going to make money, but like, I don't know if Spider Man is going to really knock off that much of the Lion King's audience. Like, I, they don't share that much of a crossover that I think they're going to interfere with each other. Yeah. I think you could have put the two of them next to each other. You might have nerfed each other's opening weekends a little bit, but you're going to even out and end up yeah, making about what you think you would. So here's, here's what's interesting. Like I said, so we're, we, we talked and I so said, we talked to Endgame, we talked Dumbo, we talked Aladdin, we talked Lion King. Yeah. Like I said, the summer box office belongs to Disney. Well, not not to mention, like I said, the one movie we haven't talked about yet. Uh, this is actually the the image for Avatar the, Two. The, this week's episode, <laughs> oh, yeah, Avatar. James Cameron. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Um, uh, is uh, Toy Story Four? Um, what about what about the, are you are you excited for this movie? Because Scott, you have kids, so it's it's uh, yeah. Are you are you um, excited to, to to take your take your daughter to this movie? My daughter is still at the too young to, I think, really connect the the full kind of glory that is the the Toy Story universe together. Um, I'm kind of curious as this because I really thought they ended the third one at a really good point. And I'm just kind of curious as to like, can they keep that magic going after kind of ending the 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 movie trilogy right like it's one of the hardest things for any movie to do is come back after they've ended something tv too right like tv shows when they try to do their like series ender like when they think they might have been canceled or whatever and then they do get renewed and then they come back like they're never as good yeah and i think that's what this (coughs) ends up risking (laughs) yeah so um yeah, like think uh, Scrubs, right? Like, I know Larry's gonna kill me for saying that because uh, um, I know he likes that that new season, but it was it was awful. It, yeah, but it, yeah, it, it, so. doesn't, it doesn't hold like a candle to like the, the the original ones. Yeah, um, but I think I think uh, like I said I I think Toy Story four um, was was a complete money move. I literally think it's just a matter of like, hey, you know what? All these guys are getting older. Like I said, Tim Allen's getting older. We have, you know, Tom Hanks getting older. Like I said, we can get maybe one more movie out of these guys. Hey, you know what? Let's do it. Honestly, yeah. th- th- this, this is what I w- would have loved to see them do. They should have literally just completed the movie and then shelved it for like a good like 15, 20 years. And then all of a sudden it's bam. Like, oh, yeah. We 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 filmed this little thing called Toy Story Four, you know, just, yeah, uh, just back to, in the day, back in the day, just to kind of t- 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 to wrap things up. Um, I think I think that would have been a, an interesting move. I'm still waiting yeah. for uh, a theater a uh, uh, film to do that. Um, the the closest that's come to, to doing that is a uh, is a sort of movie. They said that me and Scott. I said we we both love this movie. It's Cabin in the Woods. Uh, Cabin in the Woods. Yeah. Um, Lionsgate actually shelved that movie for a good f- almost four years. Um, it wasn't after... until the Hemsworth started getting famous that yes. they started thinking like, so, oh, we have some star power now. Yeah, so it was after because basically it had Chris Hemsworth starring in this, well, not even starring in the movie. He was just in the movie. Yeah. Um, and I said it was after basically Chris Hemsworth hit a big in Thor that like Lionsgate's like, oh, wait, we got this on the shelf. We can we can release this and make a whole bunch of money. Let's do this. Yeah. Um, so I think that's I, I think I I want more theaters to do that. I just like to, to shelve like hey have film have projects filmed and then you want know, you know years down the line like oh yeah you know let's just pull this out of the archives and there's a little, let's release this out in the theaters. Just imagine I, you shoot like fifteen ver- like fifteen movies in a row and then you have like a hundred years worth of well how of- awesome info so it'd be like comic book movies where people never grow old no yeah. matter what well, year it is well it's that or, or or imagine like so for example i'm not trying to like kill off like tom hanks or tim allen but imagine like i said if, if they had passed uh, if they like pass away don't you dare and and, and then you have you you have like said 
hey, you know what? I would have loved one more movie with that. And then you have that one more movie. Dude, that's like John Candy. Yeah. And uh, um, Chris Farley. Chris Farley. They both had a couple of movies that had gotten shelved. And after after they had died, had gotten uh, put out. Like, so, I mean, it, it happens. But, you know, so Endgame, Disney. Dumbo, Aladdin, uh, Lion King, Disney, Toy Story 4, Disney, Spider-Man Far From Home, technically not Disney, but Sony, Sony, um, but still, but but still in the realm with Disney. I I honestly think it's, it's, it's going to get interesting. I said with, with all these different movies, uh, because now, especially with the, the acquisition of, of 20th Century Fox to Disney, you literally are competing against yourself for every box opening office weekend. Yeah, like I, I every mean, box office weekend, you're like, oh, I don't know. Like, I can't release this movie because I'm going to monopolize this movie. You're literally at a point where you're so big, you're automatically competing with yourself no matter what. Yeah. Well, so you have what two big movies like coming out that uh, are not Disney, really? You have. The Godzilla movie, and then Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, which is the Quentin Tarantino movie, right? Yeah. That's just going to be big because it's Tarantino. Uh, wh- they're, they're, those are the two ones, and Godzilla, for fuck's sake, is in May. So it's well before any of the other non-Disney properties now. Yeah, it's it's, it's just weird with, like I said, the, with basically Disney being so large and and basically having ownership over all these different properties. Like I said, I, I laugh every time I see that Mickey Mouse meme or that Mickey Mouse meme with the infinity gauntlet oh, yeah. <laughs> with, those, with putting in the Fox <laughs> studio. <laughs> yeah. Um, so here's the thing I, I, I'm actually curious about. This is, this brings up a good point. What intro logo are they going to show on dark Phoenix? Are they going to do the old Fox Mar- version of the Marvel like logo that they use on the X Men, or are they going to do the uh, the like MCU style lo- like Marvel Studios thing? No, I, I think they'll do the old one still, uh, just because I, I think that's going to be the last closing chapter. Well, well, that and then New Mutants when it comes out um, well, yeah, will, will be it- the last closing chapters of that yeah but but here's here's the you bring up a a good point regarding uh dark phoenix because everyone was like shitting on this movie because it's been delayed and you know uh, like even the cast like i said we're i said after that after the debacle that was age of apocalypse that pilot dog shit um that movie was bad that movie was awful that it was it was so bad The, Um, the best part about that movie is it was literally a like trailer for dark Phoenix. Cause that was the only reason they won. It's yeah. like they made that movie just so they could introduce a dark Phoenix movie. Yeah. Um, however though, except at WonderCon, cause WonderCon's going on right now. Um, they, they actually screened 10 minutes of the movie. Um, and, and, and kind of a, in a, in a uh, kind of a surprise twist at WonderCon. And it actually got like really, really positive reviews. Like really positive, like like crowd reaction, like in regards to like the action was good and the comedy was good. It, it was it was like a good balance of both from from a, from an article I was reading. Uh, like I said it shows basically there's like I said in the first ten minutes of the movie, like I said there's this gigantic battle scene that kind of sets up the rest of the movie. Um, so it actually kicks off with like I said a battle scene. And I said in in the, in the very beginning of the movie. Um, but yeah, it got some actually like positive crowd reaction. So because like I said, I wasn't actually looking forward to that movie at all on it to be honest I'm, I'm a huge comic book fan like i said i said i have comic books i said i i love comic books specifically with marvel so i love the x-men um but i said i just haven't been invested in the x-men movies in, in in quite a while i know they rebooted them with uh with like first class and stuff like that and like yeah they said they they, they, they were okay um they said so they, they got a little bit better um but i said i just i just haven't been invested in that property in, in a long time with with film it's just because i haven't seen it done right um even with logan like i said logan like i said it's it's in in and of itself like i said took bits and pieces from old man logan but it wasn't even necessarily a oh, true no. translation it- Mm-mm. Um, it, it was good. Yeah, it was, it was, it was yeah, it, it was good. I said it was comic. good. It just wasn't. I said a comic 
adaptation. Movie. So I, I, I'm really anxious to see kind of what Disney does to actually bring kind of these, these movies in the fold, bring these characters into the fold. So, um, I, I have a really bad theory on it. I have to what, say, what's your bad theory? My bad theory is they don't ever bring them into their own universe and Disney keeps them as two completely separate properties. It makes a lot more sense um, unless the ending of Endgame is different. It makes more sense to keep them as two separate things that don't interact with each other to be able to make that money. That way you can have like those those competing no, movies no. and it's it's going to fuck up the writers for the MCU. I, 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 I see that. Um, I, I literally think they can just literally hit the, the reset button on the MCU and just and literally just start a whole new arc and just kind of forget about the about the about the previous arc. However, though, I, I don't think they're gonna live separately. And and the only reason is it's Disney was so after these properties. And like I said, they like I said the amount of money and cash they laid out to, to buy the studio, it it wasn't to basically run a separate studio. They wanted to. They bring the. I said, their 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 superhero division. I said that's the division right now that's printing money nonstop. Like so that, that that's, oh, yeah no I I agree. The MCU I think has 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 uh, I think the dollar total is nineteen billion dollars. Yeah no so I again I agree they make money but I think for like future processes and things like keeping them as two separate things because they're still gonna print money regardless of things but. They can write this whole new thing that people are going to be like, like, oh no, these are the Marvel's X Men, you know, like this is the the ones, this is Marvel, right? Well, those are going to be those th- that universe, and they're going to go off on this direction, and then you're going to have the MCU continue off in another direction and ignore what uh, the X Men whole thing yeah. is doing, and that way they don't have these stories because. You've already gotten like Thanos wiping out like all the stuff. You're gonna have to explain why they weren't there for all these events. Plus, you're gonna have to establish why no one like talks about the dude that can set himself on fire. Johnny Storm's famous for it. Why doesn't fucking Human Torch? Now, I, I think I, I think we'll I think we'll I think Endgame will will set up uh, uh, some some interesting things. Um, but at the same point in time, like I said I just. I th- I think they they would be missing something if they didn't intertwine these properties. And what gives me even more hope that they're intertwine these properties again is so there was a the article a rumor that came out today that, that that's been confirmed. Um, I said they're in talks right now with Wesley Snipes to reprise the role of Blade the Vampire and they want to reboot that series in the MCU. So I would love to have it in the MCU, like uh, of everything. Blade would be probably the the best one to go on to the MCU. I would kind of want somebody other than Wesley Snipes to play it. I am completely one hundred percent in agreement with that. Um, yeah, I honestly think uh, there's a there's a guy who uh, who played uh, the the main. So in the last purge, the, the movie, the first purge, um, they're, they're the main actor in that. Like I said. That guy would have been an awesome blade. I can't think of his name off the top of my head right now. Um, he uh, he did a great job in those action scenes, and he could literally, like I said, if, if I could pick anyone for Blade, like I said, if I couldn't pick like Chadwick Boseman, who's already basically playing uh, Black Panther, I think he would be a fantastic Blade. Uh, blade. Scott, I saw. You, I, I know you're looking it up right now. Do, do you have a name for me yet? <laughs> I'm pulling it up. You know, I can't let that one go. I know you can't let that one go. Uh, I saw I saw your gears turning. I think it's uh the Jovian Wade, right? Um, He's the the dude with the buzz cut in that movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That wears like the sweatpants. No, it's, it's, I'm, I'm looking at the, the, here, the picture. It's, I'm trying it's to uh, it's it's this guy right here. Whoa. This guy right here. Oh yeah, no, that guy. Yeah, he would make a wonderful, wonderful blade. I got, I got, I got to look at his name now. It's not the guy I was, I was thinking of. It's uh, 
No, I think it is Javillion Wade. Joven Wade. No, no, no. That's not, not him. Yeah. Uh, it's uh this guy, Elon Noel. Yeah. This yeah. Guy. Like 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 how like I said, he just even he even looks like he even looks like for almost kind of like Wesley Snipes and Blade. You know what? So the I'm gonna go over a video Nate had sent me, but there was like this uh one of his toys uh, that he does the the toy photography for the Mezcos um, had a blade uh, that was out there, and the one thing that the video he had sent me for because he knows I like those sorts of things um, was it kind of looked like Wesley Snipes, but also you could pin it to like any one of the non frode versions of Blade from the comics. Like if you can get somebody that just kind of looks like him when he has the the buzz cut and the tattoo and everything like i think that would work like it's just enough where people would accept it. it's like oh yeah that's him yeah like, that's that, that, that's blade that's blade. Nah, like that, that, that's totally blade um but no i, I i'm excited for like i said the, the kind of the, the the summer movies coming out like i said i'm excited for the different room i'm excited that the acquisition is finally done um the, the the ink is I said the ink is the deal's inked. Like I said, we are we're getting those those things now. Oh, this is one thing I'm I'm actually kind of excited for. Scott, did you did you see this? Um that IGN um in, in celebration of the fortieth anniversary of Alien, this one this one kinda I said I just found about out about this today. Um because I saw I saw it popped up as an advertisement. Normally I you know I, I skip through my YouTube ads and like you know, just because I'm like, you know what, I don't want to watch this ad. But I actually watched this ad. Uh, IGN had filmed, uh, basically partnered with 20th Century Fox to film like six, uh, six or seven short films uh, for for Alien. Have you heard about this? No, but yeah. that sounds interesting. Yeah, so so uh, so IGN, like I said, is is basically is partnered with them, basically creating these short films. So they're like little like five, like five, like five to ten minute little little uh, films, little vignettes. Yeah, little vignettes. Um, that has like I said different different things, and so they're actually out right now. Um, so they actually came out today, um, and so they have like so the first one that they released. I think they're going to release them uh, on a weekly basis. The first one's called Containment, um, and it's literally has like great special effects, and it's literally like an alien movie, but just condensed down into five minutes. Just it's, it's all the action in five minutes. That's awesome. Yeah, actually, that. Uh... That's a really good idea for like a movie kind of coming out and celebrating something like that is to make a little non-canon fan art and, you know, kind of let people have fun with your property and see what they can make. Well, no, here, but here's the thing. It is canon. That's, that's like I said, it's 20th Century Fox. It's, can, it's alien canon. It's like, like the, Ooh. like, here, let me, uh, let me, let me share my screen real quick. Yeah. They're actually put out by 20th Century Fox. They're, they're literally canon to the short film, like to, to the alien universe. Well, that's already so fucked anyway. So I guess it's fine. You do whatever. Yeah. So it's, I said, it's amazing. Like I said, I'm, I'm so excited that they did this. So, um, there's going to be, I think, I think a total of either like six, uh, six or six or between six and eight of these little shorts. Uh, that they're doing, and so I think they're gonna be releasing them once a week. Uh, I think what I remember reading, but yeah, they're between like five and, and and ten minutes long of different things of alien. So like one of them is like the, the ore mine. Another one, like I said, they're literally on this. They're, they they know the alien is on the ship, and they're trying to contain it into, like I said, the the cargo bay. There's one basically we're on this desolate planet. Like it's and it's all filmed by like. Alien directors, and yeah, That's what I was real say. people. Like, is this? Uh, it's not fan homage, like random not... story, or anything like that. Or is it actually filmed by and like written by, you know, real, That's... real names in the industry? Yeah, I guess. Uh, uh, yeah, it's, it's written by and filmed by uh, real names in the industry. And like I said, the production value on it is, is great. Like, it it looks like you're like watching, like, oh my god, I can't wait to see that full movie, and like, oh, that's not gonna be a full movie. It's only five to eight minutes. But there's not enough stuff out there that's like that. And like I said, I think that this got me excited 
to kind of like see, I hope other studios and I hope other properties kind of like take this thing. I know the, the TV has done this quite a bit. Like, so I, I know the walking dead, um, specifically, um, they, they had kind of a, an online series that kind of like this little, these little short vignettes that kind of built up into basically an overall arching story. Um, which it's, it's good for TV, but to, to actually have real life film and real, like I said, some really good special effects and to actually have like I said, really, really good short films. Like I said, there's not that there's not too many of those things out there. And so I'm actually hoping more properties, more studios kind of kind of follow suit. Cause I'd love to see some different shorts and some different things. Yeah. Uh, Tarantino, let's get some oh. actual uh, dust till dawn little mini movies out there. Tarant- oh man. Like Tarantino would be amazing. All right, so yeah, so it looks like there's looks one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. All right, so there's there's seven of them. So there's Alien Alone, Alien Containment, Alien Harvest, Alien Night Shift, Alien Ore, and Alien Specimen. Hmm. I I the here's the thing with it, Alien. Like maybe a little bit longer would be cool, but make like little like mini half hour unrelated stories. Like Alien would actually make a pretty good like. TV show, if you could tell it with like, you know, a season that has 25 different what if scenarios, you know, like a little half an hour skip thing would make a great ongoing series. See, now, now, now I'm having like all sorts of ideas right now. So, <laughs> so, right? so we, we, we had our, we had our axe throwing, ninja star throwing idea, business idea earlier. Now, so now we're going to have our, our film idea. What if we took the alien franchise? And basically did the whole thing like uh, Netflix uh, Bandersnatch for for Black Mirror. Oh. Choose your own adventure, but with freaking alien. With a real horror movie. With like, a real horror movie, yeah. Yeah, like. Wouldn't that be badass? Do you badass? hide here? Do you hide there? Yeah. yeah. Wouldn't that be that badass? That would be good. Like, that would actually be fun. Like, not just alien, but just like to actually have like a horror a horror movie where you're playing I it would, out and making the decision of what the I would, does. I, I would pay for that service. I yeah. would pay for that service because, like, how awesome would that be? Because, like I said, it's it's awesome to have like the suspense of a horror movie, anyways. But to be able to actually have a choose your own adventure like that, kind of you know, kind of like what they did with Bandersnatch, they they proved they can do it. They said so they proved that they can do it, and so I think if you just do it with a different property, I think it would just work that much better. Right, but every like I, I was just I had a thought that like everyone always yells at the movie theaters like they'll go into that door like. Yeah, now you, you know can, that killer in there. Yeah, like, yeah, now you can choose. You don't go in that no, fucking don't door. Don't go in the door and then see what happens. You might get them out. Like, yeah, then I said, then you then, think then, you're so smart. Yeah, then the joke's on you. Ha ha ha! That's why I didn't go in that door, idiot. Yeah, like ah, uh, see, if she wouldn't have gone in that door. He would have been right behind him. Yeah, because like, like I said, video games. Like I said, uh, video games uh, have done that. So, uh, uh, what the, the there's uh, that game. Give me, me and you were playing, Scott. Uh, and I want, I want to say the butterfly until effect. dawn. Yeah, until dawn. Un- until dawn. Yeah, yeah. Until dawn. I said it, it was a perfect video game adaptation of that. But yeah, if we could actually get a film that can do that, I said that would be amazing. Yeah, I mean, I mean, until dawn was was a film, right? I mean, you just played out the movie, so it it could be done on a streaming scale of a uh, and with you know, a f- movie version versus, you know, a video game thing. It could be done. Yeah. Speaking of games though, Scott, like I said, just mm-hmm. before we get too far crazy down some tangents and coming up with like different billion dollar ideas right. we're coming up with. We should, we should be rich. If any of these go on, I'm going to claim it right now. I I'm going to stamp I'm, it. We'll save this for posterity. Double stamp it. You can't, double du- stamp it. You can't double tri- stamp a triple stamp. Um, have you played any good video games lately? I have played quite a few good video games lately. Um, I know you and I have been playing a certain new game that came out, Division 2. Well, the funny thing is, I said, I totally forgot that was coming out. Until I one, did too. Until I said, one of our other friends like, said, text, like, hey, you picking this up? I'm like, oh, I totally forgot that was coming out. <laughs> yes. I enjoyed the first one. Yeah, I guess I will go get that. Yeah, and I think we both got it that same day, right? We did. I got it uh, on the way into work. I had stopped by somewhere and grabbed it and uh, 
you know, kind of just on a whim picked it up. It was, uh, it was so weird that none of us knew what was going on to like for that game to come out. We check like release dates for games so religiously. I don't know how that one skipped through the cracks. I, I am honestly shocked as well, especially with how many hours that we dumped in that first one. Yeah. Um, like I said, the game didn't really get good positive reviews the first go around. I actually enjoyed the game a lot the first time. Like I said, I, so, like the, it was one of the ones that was really fun when it was because we'd always play it as a group. Yeah. And it's a very, game where it's really fun if you have a group of friends that you're playing with and not trying to solo or play with strangers. Yeah. Because then it's not as fun. Yeah. It, it's it's a, it, when you have, like I said, friends to play with and stuff like that, it, this game kind of makes makes up for all its downfalls. Like I said, I, and I think the, the major downfall that, that people don't like, it's it's literally the the constant jogging from one mission to the other. Like I said, it's just, you spend, like I said, a good chunk of your time literally jogging or walking from, from one section to the next. Yeah. Um, but like I said, honestly, if you're, if you, you're with friends and you you get literally just like chatting along the way. Like I said, hey, who the fuck cares? Like you're just talking along the way and you're like, hey, let's go yeah. to the missionary right here. It's us doing what this podcast is about, shooting the shit. Yeah. You know, like it's yeah, like that that teamwork makes oh. the game. Shoot <laughs> <the> shit. <laughs> it goes on for way too long. I I'm I'm keeping it just for that, Scott. I'm yeah. keeping it just it, for it's that. It's just it's too long. Um but yeah, so here, here's what, what I have to say about The Division 2. It is everything that was promised out of the first game. Like, it is so much more fun. Oh, and I, I all agree. the stuff is, everything is polished. And it's not, I don't want to say there's like a rock, paper, scissors balance to things. But there is definitely a like, oh, this type of person, it's, these type of weapons are better and, and that sort of thing where you, you kind of have this whole new outlook on, on things and the enemies are way more varied and their AI is way better. Like it was everything that I wanted out of division one. Like, and it was, I've been having a ton of fun with it. I uh, know I, I, I've, I've been having a ton of fun with it as well. Like, so there's, I've been kind of on, on, on video game overload lately. Um, I've been, like I said, Bouncing back and forth between, um, like, so, like I said, another game that uh, Scott and the guys recommended was Apex Legends. I said I started I tried playing that for a little bit. Then I was playing Anthem for a little while. I said, and I honestly, I said I really liked Anthem. Um, I said it has like I said a, a very Destiny. Basically, if imagine if you combine an Iron Man game with Destiny, and that's 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 literally what it feels like. Yeah, um, I and I. I as much as I want to, to praise the game, like it had a really bad start. Though. It had a really bad start. Like, yeah, it, it, and it, it really did. And the fact that some of the stuff is uh, money oriented, I think it, it throws it away. I, I really want to go in and say again, the drop rate and everything for, for the division, even in the division one was so much better and, and more consistent with that, that I, I want that, you know, out of a loot shooter, I want that more consistent like variety and stuff that that the division has versus what Anthem yeah has no. been able to offer. No, well, like I said I said once once the division came out, like I said I literally shelved Anthem and I have I haven't picked it up since. I uh, yeah. I've literally just playing nonstop division division two. That's, yeah, that's, that's, so it's been my game for the last. Like, I've been few split weeks. between two actually right now. So I have obviously the division two, uh, but the other game is a uh, Devil May Cry five. And I've been playing the crap out of that. It is fun as hell. So you get it's basic. You're basically playing what every anime has ever been. Like it is so amazing. So there's I I was I was was about to pick up that game the other day too. Like I said, I'm like, but I actually had to stop myself. I'm like, no, I'm like, I need to finish some of these other games first before I pick up another game, Um, just because it seems like there's a whole bunch of games that just literally just came out. That just like 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 man, I forgot I forgot all these were coming out. Um, there's another game that came out um, that I totally forgot was coming out. I said I was in awe of it when I saw it at uh, you know the, the PlayStation event uh, earlier this year. Was uh, Sekiro? Oh, the Shadows Die Twice. Yeah. yeah. 
So that thing has been that talk about printing money recently. Um, from software does it again? Yeah. Like I I haven't bought that game yet. And neither have I. Only because I am not in the spot in my life where I can handle that much disappointment in myself and like the patience to be able to play those games. Like when I heard, you know, they had a new game coming out of From Software, I was like, well shit, I need to block off a part of my life where I can like devote to that so I can actually play the damn game. <laughs> Like and and it it is turning out to be that type of game, uh, but we have a friend of the show, uh, Werebud, uh, has been playing it and has been raving about the game, and it seems to me like his thoughts are uh, very similar to what I've heard from every critic out there. Like the game is just absolutely amazing. No, I I, I said I I remember like I just fall in love with that game. Uh, during this, the the PlayStation event, and so I'm like, you know, I I I I need to pick it up. But like I said, I, I've been I've been trying to make a like I said a, a compromise with my own self. Like saying, Jeremy, like I said, finish one game, then move on to the next. Uh, just because uh, so otherwise, like I said I'm just gonna get so backlogged in the games. I'm like, you know what? If I finish one, if I said if I if I wait to finish it. If I finish one first, like I said, chances are, like I said, the the, the the other games that I want, they're gonna go on sale, or they're gonna be they're gonna be way cheaper later on. It's not like it's not like movies where, like I said, they're the during the first week of release, they're on sale and then they go up in price. Games are sixty bucks or sixty bucks or sixty bucks, yeah. and, and until they're until they're on sale. Like I said, like during like a Black Friday or like during like when Target does those, like you know, buy two get one free sales. Yeah, the at least get the game. Like I. If I'm not really into a game, I can justify forty dollars versus sixty dollars. Yeah, no, absolutely. you know, it's like, a, yeah, okay, forty bucks. That's dinner and a movie, you know, kind of cost money. Like I can get my you know couple hours of enjoyment out of it and consider that okay. But yeah, paying a full price is is rough. Yeah, that's why I'm like, you know what, I'm 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 okay with waiting for this one. I'm okay, I'm actually honestly okay with waiting for Devil May Cry too. I really I love that series. I'm like, but like, you know what? Like, I I gotta finish what what I'm going for first. Speaking of, of finishing, what you're gonna go for is said so you gotta finish off your pop collections. Um, so we, we're talking about Endgame. So Larry dropped a a friendly little note, you know, in the chat that hey, we got we got some breaking news. Um, so our friend Shumi over at ShumiStore.com has just released. All of the Avengers Endgame pops available for pre-order. Um, you're gonna want to go ahead and get on those. Like I said, and you want to go ahead and use code STS guys at checkout. Save yourself ten percent on those pops. Um, like I said, unlike it's an ordering from Amazon or any place else. The nice thing about ordering with Shumi is, I said one, you get that mint box guarantee, and then you also said everything gets shipped in a pop protector. Um, so like I said, you're it's and it doesn't cost anymore. Like I said, he he guarantees that he guarantees you that those pops are gonna be mint. Um, I said I. Oh, said, plus, you can buy the whole set as one complete thing. Yeah, like I said, which how makes how, it way easier. How awesome is that? So I have. Like I said I, I'm gonna I'm gonna tilt my camera up here just just a, just for a bit. So so I have said so all these Chrome pops. So, so the. Uh, they came out with the uh, Marvel Studios 10 year anniversary pops, and then they, they were all the gold chrome. Uh, Shumi had the entire set uh, that you could buy. I, I pre ordered those as soon as I could. I said, and they all came out perfect. I said, like, mint box guarantee. They all came in pop protectors. I said, I don't just talk about Shumi. I said, I actually end up shopping with Shumi all the time. So I said, that's 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 my proof right there. I'm like, I, like I said, I love shopping with ShumiStore.com. I said, now I can even save myself 10% by using code STSGUYS at checkout. Because I know that we're probably the biggest users of that code. Well, <laughs> not necessarily. <laughs> hey, you know what? That code, like I said, we're, we're, so the code's getting used. The code's getting used. Oh, yeah. It, it it very much is with the, with just the audience that that uses it yeah there's with all the stuff coming out it's getting used yeah it, it's it's going to go crazy so i think i think that that does it for this week yeah yeah look at that we talked for an hour about nothing that's that's amazing no we 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 had we had we had we had plenty to talk about you know including us our our new section shooting 
the shit. Dude, okay, I didn't say this before, but it reminds me of so much of something that would be on Howard Stern. <laughs> like a fart man, like intro. I, I, I love it. I love it. I, lo- I, I said I, I loved making that intro. I loved oh. making that, that section header. Um, so... <laughs> Besides, I said hearing me and Scott talk about random stuff. Uh, so this is what happens when I said there's only two of us and we don't have a topic to talk about, and 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 no one to regulate us, and no one to regulate us. Um, so next week, so the guys will be, so the rest of the guys will be back. But in the meantime, definitely want to go and check us out on Twitter at STS Guys, on Instagram at STS Guys, on the Facebook at the STS Guys, and I have been Jeremy from the STS Guys. Filling in, chilling like a villain, and then and, and Scott's filling in for Nate with a chilling <laughs> like a villain. So for episode seventy-seven of the STS guys, I've been Jeremy, and I'm Scott, and we're the STS guys. Have a great night, everyone. Bye.